Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. Some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I will be your host and we'll have special guests from time to time. As a matter of fact, I have a wonderful guest for you this evening. If you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. So let's get started. So let me get to this amazing bio here. Well, let me find it. There we are. All right. So this is Jen Post. She is a cosmic goddess blue star known as the Awakener, is a renowned earth and multidimensional god with gifts that include so many things. Let's see. Reiki master teacher. Um, uh, Dimensional Reiki Living Healer, Oracle of the Kashic Records and Soul Plan Blueprint Chart Readings, Past Life Regression Therapist. And I do past life regressions as well as a hypnotist. And I love, love, love that. Um, tarot cards, angel cards, psychic medium and channel for the archangels. Um, oh my gosh, starlight language. That always fascinates me. Her mission on earth is to help awaken and activate people to their soul's mission. Oh man, is that needed? Awakening and deepening their psychic abilities. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm always working on too. Um, she, along with many other light workers, are assisting with anchoring down the five dimension light codes and frequencies into the earth template, creating a new world rooted in love, light, and empowerment, releasing Mankind from fear, control, and powerlessness. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so much to unpack. <laughs> oh my heavens. So that is amazing stuff. And just kind of for our um our guest, um, how did you actually get started in in doing all of this? I mean, that's a that's a lot of education too, because you know I, you're like me. It's like every time I, I hear something, I'm like, oh my god, that just sounds amazing. Oop, I got to learn that one too. So um, we, it becomes a gift and a curse at the same time, right? Yeah, it keeps us busy. That's for sure. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. So I'm just curious though. All right. So how did well, you get started? Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, yeah, you know, um, we, we all have uh, moments where we experience uh, aha moments mm -hmm. uh, or what I call a soul awakening. Um, and and for me, it was a, a number of things that led me to uh, change my entire life and put me on my soul's path. Um you know, many, many years ago, I had a lot of psychic experiences, um, always very in tuned growing up, 
uh, would have you know, spirits coming to me. Um, I would just know things, but I was so how, uh, not to interrupt. Well, I am interrupting. So sorry no, about that. Okay. But so when was the first time that you remember this psychic stuff? And it probably at the early stages, you didn't realize what it was, but yeah, I can remember going into certain places when I was a young girl, four, five, eight, like, and being very scared um, mm -hmm. and, and not being able to process why I was so scared going into certain locations or uh, being around certain people. Um, so it was the energy of the place, the energy yeah. of the people? Yeah, energy of the of the place. Um, I would always have uh, scary dreams. Um, honestly, felt was very scared growing up, and and a lot of fear, but never really had a um a justifiable reason, you know, to be that scared. Uh, that that was really really hard, and and honestly, even to this day. It is something, it's a theme that I've been working on. My soul's been working on is releasing fear and, mm. and also has been a lot that I counsel and, and work with people as well as we're moving. Well, the whole collective is clearing and healing fear. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it started very, very young. I never felt like I fit in. Um, I always felt very awkward and just that. I, I didn't feel like I had a place, you know, I, you know, it was hard for me to kind of get into a groove with, with certain friend groups because I just felt different and didn't think the same way they did, you know? So I, did they recognize that you were different or was that just something you felt? I think it, well, no, I think it was both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it, yeah, I have always been, you, you know, the weird one, um, you know, just like my family doesn't understand me. And, and, yeah, and I, I feel like I'm the black sheep of the family. The black, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. every family has <laughs> a black sheep for, for exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I knew early on, I, I knew, and, and, my reference point to to what I'm, I'm going to explain um, was only, you know, what I had at that time, that understanding. I always knew I was here for a really big thing and a humanitarian. And and I, I just didn't understand to what degree I thought actually when I was in my when I was a teenager, am I going to go to, you know, you know, Zimbabwe and and build huts or something or like go and do a refugee camp. I, I, I didn't know, you know, but that was my reference, you know, my reference at that time. Um, but now I understand, you know, working with many um, beings and um, entities, what I, what I do with, with my multidimensional work, I now understand the bigger, you know, the big picture of it. But back then I had a very set plan in, in my, in my mind, um, I always knew I was going to have children, uh, who I was going to marry, when I was going to divorce, and then who I was going to eventually uh, wind up with. Um, hmm. That's exactly what happened. I, I planned my pregnancy at 17, and I had my son, Michael, and um, 
basically went through all the steps of, you know, having the, the white house with the white picket fence and raising a family. Uh, but little by little, our soul's purpose begins to really take, take momentum. Mm -hmm. And part of my lesson through the marriage, um, and I can always go into this a little bit later about the soul plan, because that's really what changed was a game changer for me, my soul plan chart. Um, but little by little. So wait, wait, wait. So when you you said you got your soul plane char and then that changed a lot. So it told oh, yeah. you something different than what you had anticipated. Is that what you mean? No, I confirmed it. Okay. It okay. All right. So keep going now. Just all of a sudden it was like, wait, what? Go ahead. Yeah. That was a game changer, honestly. And I offer these readings because it, it, it will change your life um, in so many ways. Like, like it has, has mine. Um, but I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit. Okay. But okay. Um, Yeah. So when, when I started feeling the call to go in inward and start healing, that was really when uh, everything started to um, really take, take uh, momentum, uh, if you will. So I was married for 16 years, totally, totally. But um, around the 13 year mark, I felt my, what we call the twin flame, Mm -hmm. coming in and all of these things started happening where I started to shift inside and realize that this was not what I was supposed to be doing, continuing with my marriage. It was um, not a, not a healthy marriage. It was a big karmic uh, lesson for me to release from somebody who was abusive uh, verbally and, and emotionally Um and it took a lot. It took a lot for me to have two small kids and trusting completely just by the guidance of my higher self to leave, um, not having an education because at 17, I had my had my son and uh, just really trusting spirit and my guidance. So I left, I left. And uh, when I left, that was a huge marker for me standing up for myself and saying, I'm not going to stay in this dynamic, regardless of my situation. And that has also been something that has come around through multiple life lessons. Um, even even now, you mm -hmm. know, to, to understand that why we stay in relationships or situations that we stay in and what we're learning from it, what we're learning about ourselves from that. Uh, but when I decided to, to leave it, it allowed me to really do the inner work of understanding why I made the choices, why I stayed for so long and the impact of the relationship. Mm -hmm. you know, he was, he was a, a a big um player if you will in in who i am today and honestly it was because of the soul plan reading that helped me to understand that that every single person that comes into our lives is a reflection of what we need to heal mm -hmm. right so yeah definitely yeah at the time i didn't understand that but um so a series of events started to unfold when I made that conscious decision to go out uh, and trust spirit to end my marriage. Uh, my twin flame was was brought back instantly um, through that conscious decision to to leave. 
and we started you know, dating and um, that's when everything started to change. I had an incredible, it was a very painful experience um, for many, many people, but it really put me into the dark night of the soul for the ultimate space for healing. And that was a situation that happened where my son's friend, Nicholas, was killed in front of him on a bike. They were about 15 years old or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was... Um, it, on a I, bicycle? On a bicycle. So mm -hmm. they were going to a skate park. This is what the boys did. And, um, you know, he had called me when it happened. And I wound up going to the... Uh, the um, the accident scene. And I found myself there with all of the boys, no parents were there yet. And something just came over me uh, that I was just outside of myself mm -hmm. to be there for those kids, to guide them, um, to comfort them and uh, just hold the space for them. You know, and I didn't realize the impact of of this of this boy's passing, like what it was going to truly how it was going to impact my life dramatically um, and everybody else's. So I only met this boy for about 10 minutes or so, um, you know, a couple of months before before his passing. And the night after he had passed, his soul came to me mm. and. Yeah. And his soul came to me telling me that he was my son in a past life and that his birthday, we share the same birthday of November 12th, and that that was his gift of our connection from me being his mom in, in this past life and that he has come, he incarnated in this life to be a friend for, for my son and to help awaken us. Hmm not knowing any of what this meant that was yeah. that was a really difficult thing to process um and then when yeah this is when my abilities it was like the floodgates opened so it took a it it took a lot to process um i mean i had my family wanted to put me into to get help you know to to um see a therapist go with post-traumatic stress because I started having massive panic attacks and agoraphobia. Um, but I understand it was my sensitivities that was, I was opening up and I started having spirits coming to me and then tapping into the empath energies of feeling the grief and the agony of his parents and the boys and not mm -hmm. being to discern what was mine what was theirs yeah so when you were at the scene um you said that something came over you so was it that you said something to them that that helped what was it that came over you at that place I don't it I don't was, know if I'm asking that correctly but no it's a beautiful question and it was grace okay it was peace and it was was grace and and it was a part of a step towards me going into seminary school. Okay. So between a few deaths of um, family members and this boy, it led me on the path to enter into seminary, into interfaith seminary school, where 
I feel very comfortable helping people who are in um, those, uh, you know, situations or their loved one is crossing over. In fact, it has been this process that I've learned how to cross souls over because they will. So you're almost like an end of life doula then. I am an end of life doula. Okay. Okay. So that opened the door to even understanding that, but it was first understanding the connection of spirits coming to me and knowing what was their thoughts and their communication versus my own. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're we're learning the, that that line within our scope of our our consciousness of what is theirs and what is ours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his passing put put me in dark night of the soul and it really um, gave me the space to start looking at all of the things in life, who I am why we're here what what is this big plan like what is the connection with with us and the spirit realm and and how do we interconnect so um yeah it was a really tough time yeah you know less but it he was the door opener for for me to step in and I truly believe the gifts that when a person crosses over they always leave us with beautiful gifts to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to explain that, you know, when, when I'm doing eulogies, I do a lot of uh, funerals when the souls will come to me. Um, some of them come to me before they even know that they're going to pass and I will work with them wow. clearing the fear. Yes. Because there's a lot, yeah, a lot of fear. Yeah. You know, I know it, I live, I've lived it for so long of, of being, um, never being scared of death, but scared of, of what we go through leading up to the crossing over. Yeah. Cause anything we don't know can be very scary. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've had, you know, when, when I was awakening, when Nicholas passed, I had archangels, archangel Michael specifically descending from my ceiling I would see the my ceiling open up and his all of his electric blue energy coming down and telepathically talking to me um telling me that I I'm part angelic and that my son my son is angelic and I'm going oh my god like like and I'm telling (laughs) my husband this and he's like you need help (laughs) like (laughs) and then you know, his projected fears uh-huh. didn't do well for me because I was already in fear mode of feeling everything. So I, it was a dark time. It I was that. It was a really dark time. I was. So really, how long has this been? Because you said your son was fifteen, right? This is two thousand and nine. Okay, so it's been um, a bit. So it's been yeah. So yeah. Um, the dark night of the soul. I teach a lot about the dark night of the soul. And I have a lot of people who come to me because I, I truly know and believe that when we walk through something, it forms, um, you know, our spirit family. We come here with spirit groups and soul mm-hmm. groups that spirit will bring people in front of me or bring to my, you know, to, um, to me so I can help walk them through this. And it is, you know, we, we have a light body, um, 
that as we move up in our energy field, we go through different layers uh, and levels, let's just say of the light body. And one of the big dark night of the soul light body uh, is the level six. And this is the sixth level that you move through. And this is the part where souls will decide if they stay or they will cross over or, or you know, check out and, 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 you know, leave this physical um, body, their physical vehicle. So okay, well, let me ask you a question there, because I want to make sure I'm understanding sure. is you're saying that when someone comes to death, they can decide to stay or they can uh, decide to go ahead and go to wherever it is they go. Yeah. Go into another body because we live multidimensional yeah. lives. I've actually interfaced with two of my, two of myself and other other lifetimes mm-hmm. uh, or timelines just yeah yeah, yeah. I've got, the, the timeline things always always fascinates me and I'll tell you I um and um this is totally off subject I, I think but okay. um, <laughs> my my children's father passed away when my daughter was um seven and my son was 16 oh. and you know, and it was a very, very difficult time. We were actually divorced at the time. We'd been divorced for um, probably about a year and we started dating, trying to work things out. And he passed away while we were trying to work things out. So it was it was really hard. Um, so when I got the call from the um, from his sister that he was on the way to the hospital, he had had a heart attack. I bargained with God all the way to the hospital. You know, if you'll let him live, then I'll do this and I'll get off the fence. We'll go ahead and get married again. Cause I was the one that was saying, you know, um, we've still got the same issues. They're not resolved. We can't, you know, we can't do this to the kids a second time. So, um, let's work it out. And so I just bargained and bargained and bargained. Right. Um, and obviously it wasn't the right thing because he, he passed away, but I'm telling you all that to tell you that there are so many times that I feel this, um, this feeling of what it feels like for that not to have happened for Um, like, there's like this line is right here and I'm just kind of going into it and, you know, and sometimes it makes you feel a little like, you know, what the hell's yeah. wrong, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's very fascinating. And the more I I learn and the more I, I, I read and, and talk to people like you and all, I, I realize that that is, you know, it is right there. It is where, you know, we not only there's one where we not never got divorced, there's another one where he didn't die, you know? Um, so it's, um, and, and, and he still, he comes to me still, you know, yeah. um, in my dreams. And sometimes I'll see him, you know, somewhere in the room or, you know, um, but the paths are crossing or timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, and it is, it is, um, it can be dizzying, right. Mm-hmm. When you're in mm-hmm. that space. And a lot of times, you know, we lose time, like, well, yeah, uh, that that sensation will happen or deja vu, right? Yeah, like, oh, I get that one like a lot. That. Yeah. Well, that too, I feel that is deja vu, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Stepping in. Yeah. And know, what it, is that movie? Um, It was just out not too long ago. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you ever see it? No, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. That's what you, I feel like I live. <laughs> you, 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 you have to watch that because it's, 
um, a mainstream movie that is a lot about this stuff. Um, um, the timelines and going from, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, there's a reason, it, you know, when we have these movies, the directors, they're receiving the downloads to help, you know, activate mankind and bring in these different concepts. And, and that's where, you know, the, the multidimensional guide comes in with me, like the earth and multidimensional guide, because as I had gone through this process and have pulled in more aspects of myself and learned about timelines and multidimensionality. You know what? I had one experience and this was part of another karmic and, and energy within my soul plan chart. Um, I had gotten breast implants right after I got divorced because I was, um, that was the, the main insecurity that I had that my first husband filled that, you know, it was, mm-hmm. was that perfect mirror um, for me. And um, so that was like one of the big decisions that I did after, you know, leaving him. And as soon as I had gotten them in, I got sick. I knew right away that these implants were, were making me sick. And um, I had for 10 years, I had them in and I had pretty much all of these undiagnosed things going on, never feeling good, just burning uh, fevers, sensitivity, like food allergies, um, chronic sinus infections, like fever, like all, but you couldn't find anything out full mm-hmm. body pain, fibromyalgia, all of that. Um, and this was the major life lesson for me to learn to love myself and to heal uh, my inner vision of myself without Mm -hmm. having the external validation. Um, So another painful, but I, even when I was actually on the table to get right before the surgery, I heard a very loud, do not do this. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was laying on the table by myself and I honestly, I ignore, obviously I ignored it, but I remember being like, well, what am I going to do? They're all here. I, I yeah. this they're going to be mad if I say, yeah, change my mind. Big lesson right there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not even realizing it at the time. So I went through with it and uh, right away I got sick. It, it was a, a long, I got to the point where actually on the 25th of this July will be my three year anniversary. And I got to, to the point where I almost died from it. 104 pounds. I was medically anorexic. I couldn't, oh, Wow. I, it, it was, and that, that really, when part of my soul plan is death and rebirth, and I've had five near death experiences in this lifetime. And each time I've gone through the, these near deaths and these experiences, I have learned and grown into myself even more and my emotional body. And that's actually a vibration that is in my soul plan, but I never understood it, you know, when I had my soul plan done, but to go back to the multidimensional timeline mm-hmm. thing, when I was about a week or so uh, out from my surgery, I had a really incredible astral experience where I was flying consciously through astral travel through the Milky Way, actually, to awake or asleep. This was asleep. Okay. But to they should show me like my soul just flying through this dimension 
to Andromeda, actually. Mm. And yeah, and they were telling me of my origins and parts of myself coming back together because it has been fragmented um, through my decisions that I have made, you know, karmically. And part of this incarnation is to bring all of those aspects back into, into wholeness in mm-hmm. this lifetime. But a really amazing experience happened um, was that a few months before the surgery, I started having these visions and these experiences of at night of being in another body, but being a young girl. And she had really long, very bright blonde hair, pale skin, a little chunky. Um, and I would go into this body and have my complete awareness and be with a group of friends. We would be out at a show, at a concert. And there was one time when I had gone into her body and she was looking at herself in the mirror. And she was her self-talk to her was just all negative. I'm too fat. I'm too this. And I realized at that moment that my decision of removing my breast implants was directly impacting this other aspect of myself in this timeline. Mm. She was going through the same thing. Yeah. So that was my understanding of this. So were you able to interject some of your wisdom into that situation? I almost felt like the way I, um, thought about it was like I was a guide to her mm-hmm. you know guiding her even though it was an aspect of myself but it was a higher aspect right. you know I'm coming in now as a higher aspect to to her name is Anna they even told me her name um and of course you know spirit will validate things you know to confirm confirm that uh but it really, um, it it really put a whole big perspective about how I conduct my life and the decisions that I made, because every decision that you make, it has a, it goes out into ripple effect, the, the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really interesting experience that I don't share all too often. You know, like my family doesn't know about it. Um, my kids know about it because my son is a star seed. I'm a star seed. So they have told me where they come from and originate from. And that has been part of when, when they told me I was this earth and multidimensional guide, it was to understand that I've incarnated here to help people move through this spirit journey, this multidimensional integration journey while they're in physical form. Mm -hmm. So I will work with people in both realms. I'll work at night with people. and, And there's been many times when people have come to me and said, you know, oh, you and Allah Kali, which is my higher self in the Pallidi system will will sit me down and do healings with me and do teachings with me. So I work with people on those multidimensional levels, but then they also come for physical sessions or, or readings or their soul plans. So um, it has been, life is amazing. And Mm -hmm. what I try to really bring is this joy and this grace to people through all of the challenges of the earth walk and it is it is tough. We 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 move through so many different emotions, but 
at the end of the day, what I try to really instill in my practice here is the joy and the beauty of, of having this physical expression and, and the experience here. Right. So how can we not be other than grateful for incarnating into this beautiful world and having all of these beautiful relationships. And if I can help a person who's moving through something very challenging to take away something sacred through that challenging process, then, you know, I'm really happy to do so. Yeah, perfect. Well, you know, um, one of the things that was just going through my mind, and I'm, I'm sorry, but it's going back to this chunky girl, um, and uh, Anna, right? Anna, yeah. Yes, yes. So um, if you're um, looking in the mirror as her, and you hear this talk that she's doing, so how do you interject some of your your wisdom there do you just begin speaking that um and it was almost like a telepathic but at that time though it was very interesting you know it was telling her and guiding her but also at the same time I was understanding my own reflection in that because I was 104 pounds and Mm -hmm. I, I mean I didn't even have the strength to lift myself from going to the bathroom or walking upstairs, you know, I was, they told me I only had a couple of months to live unless, you know, um, something changed, something, something changed. And that was, you know, the breast implants, um, getting them removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I was so weak. I did not think I was going to survive the surgery and the detoxing. The detoxing was a two year uh, that. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. So what kind of implants were they? They were silicone. Silicone. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was it was honestly it was worse than the 10 years. um, The 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 neurological and the nervous system and the uh, histamines that were coming up out of my body. It was it was air hurt. Like oh wow! Air wow. and water on my skin, and there were many times where I thought that if I if this didn't go away, I don't know if I could stay in this body. And and that taking that away, that also put me in another level of understanding. Also, why souls will take their own lives. Yeah, and I've worked a lot with suicides, so. I had inklings of, of, of committing suicide in either a parallel or, or a past life. Right. So mm-hmm. I got that understanding, but to go back to what you were, what you were talking about with Anna, I was also in the mode because I lost so much weight. I was so insecure because I was so in, you know, so skinny. And that has been something where a lot of people will go through the challenges of being overweight, but people who are skinny oh, yeah. through and and the fear, because the fear of if you get sick, you're not going to have the body fat to. So th- it was a long, um, grueling process, but through that, we were helping each other. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, um, the thing too, is that it doesn't matter if you're heavy or you're too skinny or you're yeah. what other people perceive as perfect, 
Um, us as women, uh, men probably have some of the same issues. I don't, can't speak for them. Um, but I don't really see how, but yeah. I will say that women are held to a standard that, um, yeah. you know, there is no way even the most beautiful woman does not measure up to what the standards yeah. are. And yeah. we all have this horrific, um, body misphorphia. Dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. Yeah. Um, I had that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and there's a lot of people and the reason they become anorexic is because no matter yeah. how skinny they get, when they look in the mirror, they still see the fat person, which might not have even been that fat to start with. Um, 100%. So it's, it's mind boggling to me how our brains work, but the media and all of that stuff really feeds Especially. onto that, you know? And so- the mm -hmm. thing that I have found recently um, that I thought was just, it's another mind boggling thing to me is I know we, as women, we wear, we wear makeup and, you know, some men too, we wear yeah. makeup, but these makeovers that people are doing now where you see them do this all the time. And they take a woman that looks like she might be 70, 80 years old. They make her look like she's maybe 40. And yeah. to me that I think, that's okay if you want to walk around like that, but what kind of thing do you feel when you take the makeup off? And yeah, then there you are hard. looking at yourself. I mean, yeah. to me, that seems like it is the most horrific thing you could do to yourself yeah. is to make your natural beauty be the most offensive thing there is. Yeah. And that's kind of what that feels like to me. And that's um, true. And, and when, yeah, getting the breast implants is altering your image to adhere to how you would think you're supposed to look to feel that you are of of worth. Yes. Um, and it was um, I mean, I can't I have been so happy with with the, I mean, and the whole healing process around all of this, you know, starting from Nicholas's death that opened it was his death that opened up this space for me to move through all of this but um yeah I mean part part of the energies in my soul plan you know chart is that to fall in love authentically with all parts of yourself mm -hmm. and when I do take my makeup off or you know to me I feel that I'm so much more at peace with my own skin yeah. that my wardrobe changed how I express myself change. And I'm a very expression type person. I'll paint my or color my hair purple one week and it'll blue be blue the next week, but it's how I felt and how I feel on the inside now. Mm -hmm. um, and the healing, honestly, it was healing work that did it when, when I was going through my dark night of the soul and, and started having anxiety. Everybody wanted me to go on medicine and not that medicine, it does have its time and its space. But for me, I knew I had that voice in my head said, no, you need to start meditating. And when I feel started, it, yes. not bury it. Yeah. Not bury it, feel it. And it was very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but now where I am in at my life, you know, I conduct myself with, with, with grace and embodying this beauty um, that just amplifies from within. And I try to instill that and, and, and 
live by example and and help people through through all of this darkness and one of another one of the vibrations in my and I'll talk about the soul plan in a moment so everybody kind of understands this but one of the energies that I've come here to incarnate with is to come into full integration with the mind the body and the spirit and part of that process is looking at the shadows mm-hmm. our shadows right yeah so I was always this person that came off as very confident, right? And everyone picture perfect. I was, uh, you know, a, a, almost like a, a, a fitness instructor. I was, a, you know, worked out all the time and, and people would be like, you, you are perfect. But inside, I didn't feel that obviously. Right. You know, right. Um, but that through the soul plan, the soul plan really, when I had this reading, it was at that very moment when everything started opening up for me, all of the, the shadows, the darkness, the insecurities, and they became so in my face, let's just say, right, that I couldn't run from it anymore. But everything inside of me said, go deeper, go deeper into this. And, um, you know, I'm sure that when we open to this spiritual realm our teachers come mm-hmm. the healers come everything that is going to support you in your awakening or your reawakening awakening and ascension process and i at that time when archangel michael started coming in and and communicating with me i started seeing repeating numbers I started having, you know, feeling that pull to go to certain places. And then I would have these encounters with people and they would be meditation teachers. They would be energy healers. So you start to recognize that there's something else going on that is bigger and grander, but also it's safe. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a safe, it's a safe, it's a, it's a love that you're feeling through this. And one really pivotal um, experience I had was one day because of the archangels coming to me, I, I was guided to go to the bookstore and I was looking up Doreen Virtue with, you know, angels and looking at books and such, because I had these angels coming to me. So I wanted to understand And a woman just came up to me and she just started chit-chatting with me. And and she's telling me that she does these readings. She's up from Florida for only two weeks. And maybe I should come have a reading. And everything within me was like, I'm going. I have to go. Um, So she took my name down, my birth name. Mm -hmm. And I go to this appointment And she starts basically telling me things that I would have never told anybody, all of those inner thoughts, all Mm. of those insecurities. And she said, your life is going to change in ways that you can't even understand. And honestly, I took it like a grain of salt. And I was like, okay, if you say so. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly (laughs) Yeah, that was, but what was the most amazing thing that happened was the last energy, and I'll explain a little bit how the reading works uh, in in more detail, but the, the last energy she told me, she said, 
you work hand in hand with Archangel Michael. And when I tell you the floodgates of tears, because I knew at that moment that I was really authentically having these experiences and the fear that released because I was absorbing everybody else's fear of, of, you know, going crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I had yeah. a nervous, I had a nervous mental breakdown. So it was really a tough, tough time. And so hearing that, that was the most, I, I finally was able to take a breath out of all the, the years that I was going through. And it was only like a year or so that I was going through this pain of, of trying to find myself through this darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't you sometimes wonder um, how many people are in the mental wards now that are just having, you know, yeah. this enlightening experience or something and they don't know how to articulate it or if even if they do the people around them think cray cray well yeah and it was when this happened it was a memory of that happening to me actually at the hands of my now husband doing electric shock therapy on me oh my gosh really oh yeah Hmm. and when I tell you, he and I had a really, really hard time with my awakening. He does not believe in spirit. He is very angry at that. Well, not so much so now, It, but it's been 10 years of working through very deep layers. But he had a lot of, lot of anger towards spirituality, which is in his soul plan, mm. <laughs> literally. That So our souls... The, the soul plan is where our name is energy. Mm-hmm. So when we are, when we decide to incarnate. Our birth name, right? Our birth name, right? Yeah. So when we decide we're going to in, our incarnate and who our family is going to be and what day we're going to enter. And that brings in your astrological energies. Our name is a vibration that holds multiple vibrations that goes out into your field into the world and brings you all of these life lessons karmic clearing healings your psychic abilities your your worldly like your talents and and ultimately in high aspect what you're here to transcend and your soul's mission like what you are really supposed to learn and and um be in this lifetime basically mm-hmm. your soul's mission so so how and, do you do the soul reading do you do, is it just like what you said that that um that woman did for you so you just get yeah, their name well, and even you, more so because okay. uh, what we do is i convert it into frequencies and it goes out along the star of david's so so how do you, do you convert know, it to frequency well, I have a program that does that. It's, okay, it's okay. Ancient, actually, it's ancient um, Hebrew Jamantra. So it is a way of converting through Hebrew is the closest language to the light of God. So right is um, 22 letters in their, alf- in their alphabet. And when we speak the name, we decode it and it will go out onto the Star of David. And the Star of David is the... Um, a two-dimensional form of the Merkaba. Now, 
if you know what the Merkava is, the Merkava is our energetic field. This is how we travel multidimensionally. So when Archangel Metatron was coming to me, he was starting to talk to me about all the geometries of the universe and how our energy field is made up of geometries and part of the Merkava. And I'm going to teach this. And I didn't even know what the heck a Merkava was. Right. So is that similar to the Fibonacci? No, the Fibonacci. No, this is. um, Do you know what the Merkava is? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay, so no, so do tell, do tell. (laughs) So the Merkaba Archangel Metatron holds the blueprint of the Merkaba, which is the blueprint of a soul. It is. It contains all of the shapes of the universe, and I don't have my statue up here, but um, the the third dimensional. Hold on one second. Okay. (laughs) I have, I use this, I use this in healings. So this is the Merkaba. Okay. It's a star tetrahedron. Okay. So it is, this in here represents actually the human body. And this is around our energy field. Okay. Okay. So as you, you become awakened you you start to hook up energetically to um activate your merkaba it's either some people call it merkaba some people call it the hebrew version is a word is a merkaba or you can call it merkaba mm-hmm. and as we start awakening our chakras begin to awaken right and expand and line up and then it starts connecting you to like the earth star chris uh earth star chakra and mm-hmm. the um soul star chakra and hold on a second i'm gonna grab something you keep talking okay and then it's a series <laughs> it's a series of energetic activations within your energy field and that is where I come in when I do my energy work and I do, um, you know, a couple of times a month, I'll do activations with the light language and it's designed to um, open up, to align the chakras, open them up, align them to the higher chakras and the earth star chakra to ground your energetic body so we can build your Merkava. Now, when you start building your Merkava, this is when your life and reality will really expand. And that's why I have had those experiences of being in other lifetimes and traveling to other dimensions, because it's our vehicle of how we travel multidimensionally. Yeah. So, so what, I, what I grabbed, I want, I want to show you this because didn't know anything about this, right? Um, but I've been reading this book that my brother shared with me and it's not even in print anymore, but, um, there you go. The ascension (laughs) device. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Isn't that interesting though? I mean, it's just sitting right there and I've gone through and done some of the activations and things. And, uh, so it, it, that's interesting. So Ooh. So you're building, <laughs> you're building the energetic. So when I had the soul plan reading, she didn't go into any of this. I don't even think she knew that the symbols around the star of David were actually light language symbols. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, oh, do I have it here? Hold on one sec. I don't think I brought it down. I have here on my wall. 
I don't know if I can move. Can I move? Is that okay? What? If I move camera, I want to yeah. show. Yeah. You know what? Look, I have this. This is my soul plan. Okay. See how it's like around the Star of David? Mm-hmm. And all these squiggly lines and everything. That, yeah. that is actually light language. And each one of these brings in a set of energies that allows me to have these relationships and these challenges or these life lessons or these abilities. Um, and you move and navigate through your life. You'll notice which vibration is standing out or which one is interconnecting with the other for you to move through that experience. So you, you have your worldly challenges, you have your spiritual challenges. And that to me has been like the biggest karmic lessons of, and, and for example, the one that I have is about slavery to dominion and learning through these relationships and through how I think and feel and act what confines me or what limitations I put on myself um, through these relationships mm -hmm. and breaking away from this enslavement. And that has been all of my relationships have been about me really stepping into my voice of owning my weirdness and my uniqueness and what I am here and never faltering anymore. You know, if, I'm living my truest, authentic expression. And that's where the soul plan really helped me take those necessary steps. So each one of the vibrations has a challenging attribute and a positive attribute. And it's polarity because we come into this 3D world, it's polarity. So each one of these vibrations, you're going to have a challenge that you're going to move through. And then, of course, a higher aspect. And the more you move through with conscious awareness of your challenges, you'll start connecting to the higher aspects. That's when your whole reality begins to change because you're living from a completely different energetic standpoint. And now you are the Merkaba. Now you are living your multi, you know, dimensional life and, and your soul's plan. So that's where they came in and told me that I was the awakener to help people awaken mm -hmm. to their soul's plan. So what I'll do is, and we should do yours so you can understand just how incredible it is that you'll be able to understand every, every decision ever made, like why you're doing the podcasts, why you've had your relationships and you really come across with such an understanding and the conscious awareness so you can make those decisions at a higher at a higher um a higher consciousness right so mm -hmm. be able to shift people out of their repetitive patterns and heal the karmic lessons and these relationships to why you incarnated so it's really it's like a blueprint so to me it has been the one thing um that has been given to me of, of a great tool to not only navigate through my own life, but to help others as well. And what's really kind of cool is that I'll sometimes will do relationship readings. Mm -hmm. So you compare and understand what, why the souls came together and what vibrations are working with each other, like your yeah. own individual. So 
what about, you know, how um, uh, there's different rules of thumb or different thoughts, I guess, about it. But, you know, they say that every relationship you have leaves a piece of something. Yeah. And you, right. Um, yeah. So um, does doing that, does it help you to change the piece that they left or does it, uh, you, 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 know, mean, I, do you know what I'm asking? <laughs> I mean, well, like with my, <laughs> with my, my first husband, I understood through all of my vibrations, mm -hmm. why our relationship and what he, what he brought out for me to look at and what a beautiful thing that happened, having this information and having his soul plan and understanding the dynamic, I really started to look at him from a soul perspective nice. and understanding why he behaved the way he did and, and so on and so forth and who he was he was a fundamental player and I tell people it's the soul plan is like um the game of chess but it's the game of life mm -hmm. through these reflections you'll have these vibrations and you'll be able to take away from it a a, a more loving even being grateful for what they because you've asked for it Right. When you incarnate, you your higher self gives you your name. Your parents might think they're the only ones having to do with it, but it's it's um it's a contract and um yeah, I guess you would say it's a contract that happens before you even incarnate, right? Because the soul mm -hmm. wants to have an experience, so it's gonna set it set it up that way. So um yeah, I mean it 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 absolutely has a, allowed me to understand the dynamic of what he taught me. And I'm very grateful because I honestly wouldn't be sitting here in front of you right now if I didn't walk through. Right. What through. Yeah. That's why I yeah. say in my, in my intro, you know, we live a mosaic life and if we change yeah. one thing, we're totally different people. And, you know, and I had somebody ask me because I tell you, and I'm sure you do too, but I've got some damn stories that, will blow your mind about things that have happened to me in my life, you know, and most of them, not what you would want to happen. Sure. Um, and, you know, so, but I wouldn't change any of them because it's led me to this place. And, and what's interesting, and I'll, I'll share this really quick is that when I started my podcast, it had nothing to do with this stuff. It was, you know, I'm a health coach, I'm a life coach, and I'm a hypnotist. So it started out because it's called Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality, right? So yeah. it started, my thoughts when I first started it was to talk a lot about how we, you know, we we bring things into our lives and we dream about things. And if we do things, you know, it becomes our reality, right? That's how the thought started. Yeah. But it was like, I told somebody the other day, it's like it grew legs, you know, yeah. it has become yeah. such a bigger thing. And it's just kind of morphing into something that I never would have even yeah. dreamed of. And having people like you, and I've had people that have had horrific abuse, sexual abuse, you know, yeah 
recently had one that was trafficked, you know, and come to a beautiful place in their life. And, you know, people that, I mean, everybody has such a different story, but it all has the same structure to it, basically. The same Mm -hmm. as the movies, you know, you know, suddenly something happens and then they project it into a totally different life. And um, so it's like the truth is stranger than fiction kind of thing. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's amazing when I think about it is when what has become it's like, I never would have dreamed up this stuff. Yeah. And that's, think about that, that the beauty of that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You're stepping into, that is to give you that example of where you're stepping into the higher aspect of one of your vibrations. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I already know, cause I can feel it from you saying it. You probably have a lot of thoughts and a lot of creative energy going around you. And when it feels so good in your heart, you manifest it and you become this beacon of light. You're like this beacon of light to bring people into the light, into the windows of their soul, you know? So it is a beautiful example, like you were saying, starting off and not like when I had my reading and she's like, you have no idea how your life is going to change. And you walk out of there because you're at that certain, you're looking at it from like you, like you're saying, like when you started this podcast, it was where you were at, but it grew into this incredible thing where you're bringing in all like your, the mosaic, you're Mm -hmm. bringing in all facets of life and light to come in and to offer that, you know, for people to know that we're all part of this web, right? The the whole mosaic, right? I when you announced it and or described it like that, I said that's that's beautiful. <laughs> I I loved that explanation, but yeah, it's um, you know, it, this like I said, this world is we have all different walks of life, and um, I think that brings us all together to know that at at the core we all move through these very challenging things, but we have the support system and we're really all here to help one another, you know, and if we Mm -hmm. can all, and this is where what you're doing and all the other light workers are are doing, and, and that's bringing down that fifth dimensional energy of this consciousness that is of a love that's of peace it's like the song Imagine by John Lennon. You know, my my husband's always laughing at me. He's like that. He's like, this dream is never going to happen, Jen. And I said, nope, it, it is going to happen. It is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's creating when enough people awaken and do the work like you and I have and the people that you've had on your podcast, when when people see this, it it's that ripple effect. And we know that we are of love and that we come from source that we're all the same right and if we all do our work and we all play the part we all become interwoven in that beautiful web of life and this is how we change the world imagine yeah 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 imagine that right so right and you know I heard um um and I don't even remember where I heard this but um they were talking about how, you know, bringing the fifth dimension is going to bring us into this lighter phase of things. World, but yeah. 
But the reason that we're having all the conflicts and all the horrific things that are going on right now, it's just like you have to have the night and then becomes the day. So we'll be projecting out, but all of this other stuff, it's like you can't sweep the dirt under the rug and expect it to go away. You got to bring it out, put it in the dustpan and throw it in the trash. And so this, you know, there's a lot of darkness out there right now. And I I choose to not be a part of that darkness. Doesn't mean I don't know it's there. Um, But it's interesting, you know, that when I heard this person talking, I thought, oh, that just makes so much sense that it's got to come out so that it's like having a sore and you got to get the stuff out of it, you know, to, you Not know, sure. if it festers up, you got to get it out to yeah. make things heal. And uh, so we're, we're bringing well, that, things out and healing. That was really, uh, when I was in seminary school, our teacher was energetically, but also we would talk about this, you know, it wasn't like your typical seminary school. It was, of course, we learned the, you know, how to do weddings and funerals and learn the religions and stuff and, and all the different, you know, um, religions, but it was really about us doing our inner work. So when we had this big shift that was coming, we were energetically um, rooted so yes. we went through this before COVID. So we knew something was coming. We just didn't know in what form mm-hmm. it was going to come that was going to bring the world to a stop and then the unveiling. And this is what we see, have seen over the last couple of years. So when everybody was really having a hard time with with, with COVID, it, we were energetically prepared for this. So we were, we were already anchored down into the new earth. Right. Earth grid. Right. And which I'm very thankful for, because, you know, I'm, I'm happy I did all that clearing work and that energy work and, and got my, you know, my Merkava activated. Yes. 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 So when this big thing happened, you know, I was rooted enough and then I can assist with this, you know, process of people moving through, but it's like the end of the Kali Yuga, you know, the end of a cycle of this domination and this fear. And that is where, you know, if you look at what was happening during that time, it brought up the primordial fear, uh, you know, the primal fear that people have and how it was being projected. and, And it forced people to stop. I actually did a, a channeling um, two years prior to COVID with St. Francis. And he said that we're going to move to a more simpler time hmm. and and be in a place where we're not a time where all the external busyness of the world is going to cease. And yeah. I didn't understand well, that. Well, you know, when, when COVID happened, it's like I didn't have... Um, the thoughts that a lot of people were having. And I wasn't, it's not like I prepared for it ahead of time, like you or anything like that, but it was like, ah, you know, I don't have to rush anywhere. 
Of course, I didn't feel like I wanted to just sit and do anything either. So Home Depot got a lot of my money during that time because it was the one (laughs) place you could go. So I was going to Home Depot almost every day, you know, so I could, you know, wave and everything. You had your mask on. You couldn't, nobody could tell if you were smiling or not, but, um, but it was, it was very, very interesting. And I even took a road trip with my daughter. We, um, it's like, she was wanting to go to Portland and, I said, well, how often do I have this much time off of work? Hmm. No, let's go. So we did, you know, road trip. We drove all the way across the country. You know, I'm in Georgia. We drove to Portland and, um, and we had no problems with anything, anywhere, nothing. It was like, they didn't have a lot of, you know, like places open, but we managed and it was like, I am. And I tried not to have the fear because, you know, every now and then the fear would pop in and say, oh, sure. Ooh, you know, are they going to stop us here? What if they stop us here? And then they do a temperature check and then they don't let us go home. You know, yeah. all those every now and then that fear would pop up and I'd pop say, up. no, 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 this is going to be fine. We're going to be okay. You know, and, That's- and it was for me not to, not to um, belittle people's experience whatsoever, but it was an adventure to me. Yeah. It was because I cannot remember a time of my life that I've had that much time that I didn't have to go to work. Do that. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And it allowed so, people to think about all the things that they weren't tending to with themselves and, and mm-hmm. with their family dynamic, it really afforded that gave them the time to. Yeah. To and and it changed the way people do business. True. I mean, yeah. um, before, you know, COVID, um, very few people had online businesses, especially yeah. like hypnosis and everything. Oh, my they business. Thought, they thought you couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, as and I will say, I had one lady ask me, she said, so what if all of a sudden we're on the, on the, on the zoom call and then we lose power and am I going to be stuck in hypnosis forever? <laughs> No, that's not how it works. Yeah, you no. finally get to the place where you say, well, she hadn't said anything in a while. Well, what's going on? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I tell people when I do yeah. past life regression groups. I said, you know, you're not going to like cluck like a chicken yeah, or anything. I know. Like It'll be stuck. People's like, conception please. of this is Open like <laughs> mind blowing. Yes, yes. It, it's it's really funny. Can I get stuck? You know, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, but, but but really quick because we're getting really close yeah. on oh, time. Yeah. So I know. So um let me just ask you a couple of things about this. Sure. Um this soul is did you say it's called the soul plan? Oh the soul plan, yeah. The yes, soul plan. yes. Yeah. So if someone wanted to do that, what would be their next step to do that with you? Oh, simple. They they would just reach out to me and we would, you know, set up an appointment. They would give me their original birth name. Mm-hmm. how it's written on the certificate. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes people will have like misspellings on, on the certificate. And yeah. I need that one because that was the intended energy because right. one letter you take out one letter, it can change your whole plan. Right. Well, you know, it's funny. My son's name is Nicholas, oh. um, but oh. his is spelled N I C O L A S. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know, people are all the time trying to put the H in there and do all this stuff. Yeah. But 
that's not his name, you know? And exactly. it's like, I, when they ask me how to spell it, you know, I, I'm surprised they didn't just write out Nicholas, you know, yeah. but I specifically yeah. told them, you know, spell it like this, but you know, I had had a C-section. I was under such drugs and everything <laughs> that I don't know if I intended to do it that spelling or if I just forgot the H or whatever. But obviously from talking that's to you, fine. that's what it was supposed to be. A hundred percent. Yes. And he 100%. used to get so mad as a kid because the teachers would tell him he was misspelling his name. Oh, see. And he'd say, no, I'm not. You no, don't know I'm how not. to spell my name. It's written on my soul. And, <laughs> you know, I tell people too, you know, um, for business, for name changing, like if you get married, your your vibrations are still the same because this is your blueprint. But when you get married or you change your name, you, it brings in an overlay. So it's additional energies that are actually working with you. So, okay. um, so I've been married twice. Do so you need to know those two names too? Well, if you, if you're keep, if you're, if you're still married, you would want to know the additional energy. No, no. He's the one that passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you would want to do your original. I, well, I always tell people. I still, I still have his last name. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Well then you're still connecting to those energies that, that, that married name is bringing in, but it's all, it's assisting your, your blueprint. Okay. So we, only, right. we look at it from a positive standpoint when we get married, because it's, we're not learning the challenges with those set. We're, we're learning the challenges and, and that, you know, those, those aspects with our original, original birth name. But, you know, I've had many people who are deciding um, what business name they want to do because that too is an energy. Hmm. Well, then I wonder about the energy of my business name. My business yeah. name is, is the Enlightened Peach. There, yeah. So that would have a, a, a an exact certain frequency that you're bringing in. So when when I was doing my website, I was re you know revamping myself through through COVID um, and just bringing in you know a different energy. I specifically even my 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 website i put in jen Beldy post because i wanted i had a, an energy and a vision of what i wanted to connect to my business so when i compared it to jen like you know www.jenpost versus jen Beldy post jen Beldy post brought in the energies that i wanted to utilize mm -hmm. so it, was, it it's really interesting you know yeah, yeah. even with that yeah, yeah. all right so um, just so everybody knows, um, I will be putting a description in the post and I will be putting all of uh, Jen's links so that you can reach out to her. And I know you've got several links there. So is there like an email address there that they would go to or do they go to the website or? Yeah, they could go to my website, which is okay. www.jenbeldy. That's B as in boy, E-L-D as in David Y post P-O-S-T. And you can check out all the different, you know, readings that I do because I do Akashic readings and, you know, tarot readings and healings and all sorts of, and I'm always running specials. So okay. I try to help people with the, you know, the, you know, the, the way the world is. So, yeah, um, well, yeah. you know, um, maybe um, we'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion after we get yeah. off here, um, but maybe we could do a soul reading. We'll talk about it and see what yeah. all that entails. And maybe we could um do another and 
talk yeah. about the things that we discussed. I mean, I don't know. Is Me, it yeah. something, is it so personal you wouldn't want to do that? I don't know. No, I've done it many, many times where okay. I've done actually other podcasts where the host would, I would give them their reading and okay. we would, you know, go through that and it would give them, you know, um, the, the people listening um, a, a, an understanding. Okay. And, well, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that and see if that, if that works, that would be, that would be fun. So everybody just kind of watch out and see that this might be coming sometime soon. <laughs> so, um, but I'm really excited and thank you so much for being here today, being vulnerable and participating all out and, uh, just being a beacon of light. I really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you and all that you're doing. And I look forward definitely to connecting with you. So, but, all right, but perfect. thank you for all you're doing and sharing your light. Thank you. So everybody keep, uh, keep a watch and make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, do all the, all the things um, and help this uh, grow and get out to reach many more people. Till then, be blessed.